0: Hello, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Touring with God. My name is Tony with an I, and I am your host. And today the topic is the wait only counts if you wait on God. Now, as always, we're going to start off with a word of prayer, and then we will jump straight into the word. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, we just want to acknowledge you. For you are God and you are God alone. There is no one that is greater than you. There is no power or authority that is higher than you. And we acknowledge you for you are holy and you are worthy of every praise that we have to offer you. I ask you, Father God, in this moment that you would fill the hearts and the minds of your people with peace, with hope, with love, and with joy. I ask you, Father God, for someone that is waiting on you in this moment, that you will help them not just to hear me, but to understand that you are a God who is faithful to fulfill the things that you have promised promised. So I ask even now that you comfort these people, Father God, your children. Give them, Lord God, I pray in this moment, hope that will keep them going. Keep them, Father God, in a posture of waiting on you and you alone patiently, Father God. We give you once more all the glory. We give you all the honor and we just Thank you for your love and your tender mercies towards us. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, thank you once again for joining me. This is Tony with an I and I am your host. And today as we talk about waiting, we are going to look at the story of Abraham. Now, today we're just looking at Abraham, but we're actually going to have different parts to this very same topic. And today is going to be part one. And part one, we are just looking at Abraham and Sarah. Because honestly, we cannot look at Abraham without looking at Sarah. So we're going to start off in Genesis 17. And we are going to read from verse 1 to verse 6. Now we're looking at this scripture because we're looking at the promise of God to Abraham. And the scripture says, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell down to the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I'm changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among you. So we read here, Abram's name is actually changed to Abraham. And Abram means exalted father, while Abraham means father of a multitude. Now, before we go further, we also want to take a look at the fact that Abraham's wife, we know her as Sarah. However, before she was Sarah, her name was Sarai. And Sarai means princess, while Sarah means noble woman. Now, if we look at the life of Sarah... Just for a second, in Genesis 11 and verse 30, it says, and her name here is Sarai, but Sarai was barren. She had no child. So we're looking at something that's very interesting here. Abraham is getting a covenant made between him and the Almighty God. A promise is being made to Abraham by God. We know that God is not a God that he should lie. So if he speaks something, it simply means that the thing that he has spoken must come to pass. But what we also know is that God is a God of covenant. So that means that if he makes a promise to Abraham to be the father of many nations, it means the covenant of marriage between Sarah and Abraham has to be The shelter under which these children or this child will come. These generations to come will start off with Abraham and Sarah. Now, as we read further in the story, we also recognize that because Sarah is barren, Sarah decides that she's going to take things into her own hands and she presents to her husband the opportunity to go and have sex with Hagar, which is her servant, so that he can impregnate her and have a child so that these children, these many nations that God is going to give Abraham can come into existence. Now, Just in case you have not read the story, let me give you a spoiler. That child that Abraham has with Hagar, and yes, he did get a Hagar pregnant and they did have a child, but this child was not the child that the promise was coming from or coming through. God is a God who honors covenant. That child could only come from the covenant of marriage between Abraham and Sarah. God is not a God that will stand against his own words. He is going to honor what he says. He is going to honor covenants. He honors Marriage. So, therefore, this child could only come from the relationship between Sarah and Abraham. And as we see here, the scripture tells us that Sarah is barren. Now, there is a difference between getting pregnant and possibly having lost a pregnancy. Or with someone who just has a hard time getting pregnant, but over time they end up having a child or children. We see here that Sarah is barren. Barren simply means absolutely nothing can come from her womb. Barren simply means Sarah cannot get pregnant. Not by man's standards, however. Not based on what doctors have to say. This story has to be based on a miracle. And miracles only happen when the Lord God Almighty is in control. This is the reason our topic for today is The Wait Only Matters When You Wait On God. Now, had Sarah been waiting on anything else, had Sarah been waiting on anyone else, any other power or authority, this promise would not have come to pass. The promise of the Almighty God can only be fulfilled if and when we wait on God. So now we're going to go ahead and we're going to take another quick look at another scripture here. This is Genesis 18, verse 10 to 14. And it reads Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn a woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Now there are just a few things I want to point out here. First thing first is that the Lord speaks with such power and authority, there is not a question or a doubt when God speaks as to if His word will come to pass. The scripture says, I will return this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. That was it, spoken plain, clear no question, no doubt, no maybe, no supposedly, no, there's a possibility. It was so clear. The Lord said, I will return this time next year and Sarah will have a son. That's it. It's plain and simple. The child will be here whether or not Sarah thinks it's possible, whether or not Abraham thinks it's possible. This time next year, the Lord will return and Sarah will have a son. Now, if we go a little bit further and we look back at the scripture, I'm going to say something here that we are actually going to look at at another time when we get to an episode where we talk about marriage. But I just want to make this very clear. Sarah refers to her husband, Abraham, as her master, her master. This is a woman of God referring to her husband as her Master women, if you hear the sound of my voice in this podcast and you are married, your role is to submit to your husband. And yes, we have to go deeper into what that means. And before I get there, you can possibly go into the scripture, look it up for yourself and understand your role as a wife. But before we even start talking about what the husband role is, I just want to make this very clear. We are, as women, to submit to our husbands. And Sarah is a perfect example here where she refers to her husband, not just as her husband, but as her master. Now, I know there's a man that's listening, probably thinking to himself, he's going to bring this podcast to his wife because of what I just said. But I just want to drop this out there really quick, also off topic. But just to remind the husbands that Christ loved the church so much that he died for the church. He laid his life down. And the word also tells us, Not five scriptures later, but in the same scripture where it says that the wife is to submit to her husband. That the husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. As Christ loves the church. I'm sorry, he still actually loves his church and he always will. So we just took a quick look and a little detour at something that's for another time. But I just wanted to point that out as well. But another thing I I also noticed here was that Sarah actually laughed because from the human standpoint, from her physical standpoint, knowing she was barren, she thought, I cannot bear fruit. I am old. My husband is old. We cannot have children. How is it that God is making this promise? But once again, the topic today is the wait only counts if you wait on God. So Sarah and Abraham were not waiting on a promise from man, not a promise from a doctor, not a promise from a friend, not a promise from another human being, but they were waiting on the promise from the Almighty God. And we know that his words Do not return null or void. Now let's just go ahead and take a quick look at the end result of the promises of God for Sarah and for Abraham. We're looking at Genesis 21, verse 1 to 2, and verse 4 to 7. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born and Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. How, Who, I'm sorry, would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham in his old age a son. Now, this story is absolutely amazing to me. Sarah who just laughed a couple of scriptures ago because the angel said she would be pregnant, probably thinking to herself, this angel must be a little bit off of his mind for him to possibly think, I could have a child at this stage in my life. How is it possible that this is the same Sarah that is so excited about the birth of her son Isaac that the scripture says that she declared with her own mouth, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Now there is someone that is listening to me right now, that you've been waiting on God for something. You have been waiting. In your mind, it's been months, weeks, days. I don't know. It's probably been years and you have been waiting. You are not the only person that has ever waited on God. And if you take anything away from the story with Abraham and Sarah, I want you to understand that the people who might have laughed at you because you have been waiting on God and they think this girl is crazy or this guy is crazy because you've been waiting for so long and God has yet to come through. I want to remind you of Sarah and Abraham. Sarah laughed at first because she thought the promise was impossible And that very same Sarah turned around and declared with her mouth that God has made her to laugh. And all who hear, they will not laugh at her. They will laugh with her. So for someone listening to me that has been waiting, do me a favor. Change your posture of waiting. I listened recently to a sermon or a word from someone else and the young lady spoke so clearly about the posture of waiting. That posture of waiting didn't look like time. The posture of waiting was about the way in which we wait. If you are waiting on the Lord without murmur, without complain, just Trusting that if he says something, he will do it. My prayer today for you is that you will experience the fulfillment of the promise of the almighty God over your life. So that like Sarah, you will declare that the God that you serve has made you To laugh, and all who hear will also laugh with. You. So today, that is actually the word. Today, that is my prayer. And Almighty God, I pray you go ahead of the words before they even hear it, Father God, because you know what I will pray for your people. I pray in this moment that you go ahead of the word and that you bring joy and laughter into the life of your sons and daughters that have been waiting for a promise from the Lord to come to pass. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me once more for another episode of Touring with God. And next week, we are still going to be talking about waiting on God for your promise. However. We're going to be visiting a completely different story in the Bible next week. So join me for another episode of Touring with God on the topic, The weight Only Counts If You Wait on God. I will see you next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Bye. <laughs>